0: Listening to Robert Wright's Non Zero Podcast. Hi, Mickey. Hey Bob. How are you doing? You got a banana there, I see, and it's uh a little on the ripe side, frankly. I'm I definitely eat that fast. They, they
1: ripen fast these days yeah, with the I internet do. and everything. Yep. you mm, you're eating it, Mickey. Mmm. But mm-hmm. it's delicious. Yeah. It's deeply, it's deeply symbolic, Bob. I'm afraid to ask of what, but of what? Okay. no. Well, this will be a clue. Uh-huh. Sort of. Who is this man? You always do this to me. Beats this is me. But Bradley, if, this, yeah. this is not Bradley Cooper playing Leonard Bernstein.
0: Okay, good. Uh, we've ruled that one out. Close call. I almost said that. But thank you. Thank you for eliminating that. I have no idea. He looks like someone who's long dead and uh, could have used a little work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Around the eyes, maybe. He could have used a little Um, work. uh, It's Judge Julius Hoffman, Bob. Remember him? Oh, in the, uh, like the 1970. Wait, is he the one who was killed at the Marin County Courthouse? No. No. That was a different judge. But this was the same era. This was like the hippie era. Judge Hoffman. No, the trials of the Chicago 7? No, yes. the Chicago. Yes, you, you tried the Chicago in, Seven. Veered intellectually into the truth. Thank you, thank you,
1: thank you, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you. So, um, thank you. And my point is, the Chicago yeah. Seven. Mm-hmm. It started out as eight, then it went to seven. Uh, was a conspiracy trial on some flimsy charges. Uh, the, they they were acquitted on most of the, on the conspiracy charges. There were a couple of other things they were convicted of. These were people who went to Chicago. Allegedly, as part of a conspiracy to incite a riot, um, mm-hmm. Jerry Rubin, Abby Hoffman, John Freund, a bunch of people. Let do um, a good song um, by Graham, Fri- Graham Fri- Nash, Radibles. right?
0: Graham Nash song. You want me to sing that now? Sure. No, that's more if of a fair room thing. We'll save that. But right. it was good. No, good people song. love that.
1: Um, anyway, uh, so, uh, and it, so it was a disaster as a prosecution. And did it stop the anti-war movement? No, the anti-war movement got stronger. Okay. I see where you're headed with this, Mickey. Uh, so this week, I think we didn't discuss it last week, the Atlanta indictment of Trump dropped. And I think it's weaker than the Jack Smith indictment, which itself is pretty weak. And I think it will eventually prove to be a disaster that will only strengthen the Trump movement because it'll be a sort of slow motion train crash. Now it's, uh, and, and I can explain why, Okay. Why
0: don't you? Uh, Before you do, though, okay. I would say there's one thing I like about it. As you know, I think these indictments are all a bad idea, uh, even leaving aside the question of whether uh, he, he's because, guilty. Because, Bob, they he probably is turn or something. America into a banana republic. Banana republic. Oh, it's all coming together. All the symbolism is hitting me at once, Mickey. It's overpowering. But let me just say, it's, the one thing I like about the Georgia case is you got that classic snippet of Trump. On tape saying to the secretary of state of Georgia, I just need you to find me eleven thousand, however many hundred. He has the exact number. So, like it is, you know, I mean, there's kind of no doubt. He's not talking about real votes that are out there. He's just he's just saying, This is the number. It will Give me the that's the number well, I want. Okay. Well, Alan Dershowitz say, and then Rathensberger says. Uh, to to debunk one of Trump's claim of fraudulence, he says, oh, wait, I'll send you a link. It'll show you that this was legit. And Trump says, no, I don't want to see a link. I don't want to see a link. Well, the point is he's
1: he's making a claim of fraud. And Mm -hmm. as you know, it's similar to a call, you know, Al Gore might've made or somebody associated with Al Gore in 2000 saying, you know, we're behind by 5,000 votes. We think there there are 5,000 Gore votes out there, which there were actually. He was right. Uh, he would have been right, and uh, and we just need five thousand of them, and and that, that wouldn't have been. I don't think it would have been a crime. Alan Dershowitz makes a very good point, which is a, uh, which I'm reluctant to concede, but uh, uh, but he says he was on the Gore team that fought the 2000 election. They did virtually a, a lot of the things that Trump did. They talked. They tried to talk people into opening up. You know, new new tranches of voters and disqualifying bad ones and counting some votes that were on the butterfly ballot for these people, for some other people, and uh, and they had fake electors. They had a panel. They had a they, they had a slate of alternative electors, as does everybody apparently who challenges uh, a, a presidential election because it worked once in 1960. So they give it a try, um, and they're worried that if they win the lawsuit, then there won't be any electors to stick in. So. Uh, he had the fake electors, and so why? What is the difference between what Trump did and what, you know, he and hypothetically Al Gore might have done in 2000? Uh, it's 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 hard to point to anything. Anyway, let me let me talk about this indictment. Okay, this indictment is a is a RICO indictment. Okay, right. And I'm relying on I'm relying on Ken White popats description. And so what, first of all, do we in?
0: relish Do we relish the irony of Giuliani being one of the people indicted on a RICO
1: thing? That's great. No. We don't? Okay, it's sorry. Cheap left-wing irony. We, we don't I'm care sorry. about I'm sorry. We only bad. care about cheap right-wing irony. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, it's a RICO indictment, and for a RICO indictment, it, you have to have uh, a conspiracy to do a bad thing. The bad thing seems to be uh, to... Uh, to, to change the result of the presidential election in the wrong way. The very first, the very first sentence of the indictment is, you know, Donald Trump lost the 2020 election. Okay. Now, already we're in sort of trouble because there are a lot of people who think Donald Trump didn't lose the 2020 election. And could you prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Donald Trump did lose? I'm not so sure. You certainly- can well, wait the, a second. Can I interject something? Can I interject something? Can
0: I interject something? The definition of the person who lost a given presidential in America is the person, you know, whatever Congress says. If Congress certifies a given person the winner, that person won the election. So it actually is an historical fact. You know, an historian would state without fear of contradiction that Joe Biden won the election because Congress
1: certified it. You could read it both ways. It's not clear that that's the sense she means. Uh, Because she's talking... Remember, this is all before January 6th. This is all Trump trying to change a legitimate result. The legitimate result mm-hmm. under your definition wasn't certified until later. Uh, this is, this is are, when you,
0: are you one of the people who think he didn't win the election? That Biden no, I think he the won the election?
1: election, but could I prove it beyond a reasonable doubt? I have a very high standard for what beyond a reasonable doubt is. Anyway, you must. it's weird. You must. It's a little weird that that is the crime, okay? That is the, that is the illegal goal that this conspiracy is, is going towards. And then there are two sorts of things that she cites in the 180 or so acts. One is uh, overt acts, which can be completely legal, like sending a text to, uh, you know, to, to Brad Raffensperger saying we should talk about the election or talking to Brad Raffensperger about the election or, or get, you know, getting John Eastman on the line. They're overt acts. You need an overt act for a conspiracy. It can be illegal. That's, it could be a legal act. That's fine. But then it all—it also has to be racketeering. So you also have to have some illegal acts. And as you know, I think that's a really good requirement. That I don't think you should—you should punish Trump for just trying to reverse the results of an election, unless you can show he did something illegal. Okay, like. So wait, let like, me be clear. You're saying threaten, threaten somebody physically or something.
0: You're saying, in addition to her asserting, the prosecutor asserting that the end toward which the conspiracy was aimed is illegal. And in this case, I'd say it, it is fraudulently overturning an election. I mean, if the, if the actual outcome of the election was A, and this person wants to install you know, someone other than the legitimate winner, I would say that's a bad act. But are you saying that that question aside, there have to be acts committed you know in, in the furtherance of that end that are in themselves
1: illegal? Is that required? As a, in, in order to qualify for a RICO conspiracy prosecution, if I read Hat correctly, that is right. Okay. In other words, you can say, I want to kill the king. Let's all get together and kill the king. Okay. And somebody mm-hmm. goes out and buys a, a bag to carry the knife, to, you know, to carry something evil to kill the king. Mm-hmm. That's the overt act. But you also, it, you also need racketeering. It's a, this is a mob law, remember? So you got to you gotta have some model. So a conspiracy
0: to murder someone is not indictable so long as they didn't like steal the gun they were planning to No, use.
1: it's indictable, but it's not
0: indictable under RICO.
1: I guess that's okay. The okay, Under it RICO. Could still okay. Be, it could still be illegal if there was an overt act. But to qualify for RICO, mm-hmm. which lets them bring in all these people and hold everybody responsible for the actions of everybody else, I think you need a racketeering thing. I think that's I think we've veered into the truth. Um Okay. So to qualify for RICO, she needs uh, some sort of, uh, so, you know, illegal racketeering type thing. And she only has, all she has to rest her hat on is two cases of uh, perjury, okay? But they're really minor people, okay? There's like, it's not Trump committing perjury, and perjury under oath, okay? She has a lot mm-hmm. of people lying, but lying's not a crime. Under oath, it's a crime. She has two people lying under oath. She charges one is the woman in Coffee County who, where the where the pro-Trump people managed to get a hold of the pro the Dominion voting program, mm-hmm. and supposedly she was on the board and let them do it. And she lied. She supposedly lied about how long she was there, or what rooms she was in, and et cetera, et cetera. And there was some other guy who lied about. He said, "Oh, I didn't put Trump into contact with Eastman," and he did put Trump into contact with Eastman. So trivial, relatively trivial lies by trivial people. And she imputes that because of the RICO conspiracy law to everybody else in the conspiracy. So everybody is guilty of RICO because these two minor leaguers uh, presured themselves. who they lie to?
0: You? Lying, lying isn't illegal. Unless like he hearings. Didn't...
1: Oh, hearing. hearings. Under oath. Okay. Where they were sworn under oath. That's bad. Um, That's bad. And then she has some fraud charges, but all the fraud charges relate to the fake electors. So okay. if you, you know, and the fake electors, is, it's very questionable because they, they had a press conference. And they said, we're only signing these things in the contingency in case we win the lawsuit that declares that you know these results fraudulent and here we are here we're we're establishing our alternative elector slate there's nothing sort of nefarious about it yet she's charging them with fraud okay I just think that's a pretty slim read to hang your hat on for a massive conspiracy charge against the ex president I'm sorry that just seems weak uh so um you could be uh, right I, uh, uh that that's And I think the judge is going to lop off unless they get a, you know, the judge is a newbie judge, I think, is going to lop off some of these minor characters uh, who didn't do anything wrong. And she's saying, well, because this other minor character lied, you're going to go to jail. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it may, may, the whole case may collapse, okay? But uh, the the other problem is it's a state law case, okay? That means Trump can't pardon himself because it's state law if he wins. Uh, But it's sort of, it's sort of onerous in that there are like five or six states that could bring the similar lawsuit, so you could tie up a opposition presidential candidate for years mm-hmm. and basically knock him out of a race by lawsuits, by by criminal prosecutions, all of which you would lose, and that's sort of unfair. The, the you know that that is very banana Republican. Uh, we we charge you and we don't we can't prove you're guilty, but we take up so much of your time and cost you so much of your money that you're not a candidate anymore. That's that's a bad thing to do in a democracy. Yeah, so that's that's my well, line on the Fannie Willis case. My my position,
0: as you know, is I'm not a fan of the indictments just because of their kind of uh, consequences for the future of the republic. Um, Trump did something so egregiously wrong that I don't. You know, he tried to subvert the Constitution. He tried to subvert the very republic. I don't really feel a need to split hairs over what laws he may or may not have broken. He's a completely bad person. You know, uh, he shouldn't be president. Um, he, he, I'm sure somewhere in there there's something he should be in jail for. I just, I just don't favor indicting him. Among all these I, indictments, I, I, I have no doubt that there's a plausible one, but
1: uh, I, I don't. Think I agree a good that idea. he's a bad person who shouldn't be president. and He tried to uh, subvert the election in any way he could, but I think he tried to subvert the election in any way that would keep him out of jail. Uh, oh, I don't think line. he even thought about and, that. I don't think he even thought about that. Oh, no, because if, if, if you were, if you were, if you didn't care about that, you would threaten Raffensperger with more than, I know there's fraud. And, you know, we have to do the right thing here. You would say, I don't care if there's fraud. Give me those votes. If you got, if you got any of these guys saying, well, Mickey, he know, those votes, he he was to trying I want to cancel Mickey, them and give them to Mickey, Trump come on. explicitly, then they would be guilty, but they were careful. So the line and it matters what you say in these cases.
0: Mickey he was obviously trying to do exactly he was trying to exert as much force as was as a practical matter as was at, legal at, yes that's exactly no, what he was doing. No as was at his disposal if he had thought it would have helped to say i'm going to have somebody break your arm he would have said it and and in fact we have plausible re- we have good reason to believe that he had somebody call Stormy Daniels and threaten her child, okay? But uh, but he would have done it. But he knows damn well you can't do that to the Secretary State of uh, State of Georgia. He may be recording they, the call, for example. They,
1: they talked to hundreds of people, and oh, there are very break. few. That's very silly. few charges. There's one. There's one poll worker who supposedly was threatened by somebody. I'm not saying. I'm not say I, that's conspiracy. not an issue.
0: That's not an issue. I'm I'm, I'm saying this one thing. He used every bit of force that, as a practical matter, he thought was at his disposal in that conversation. He couldn't threaten physical force. He couldn't do all kinds of things because he's not talking to some to Joe Schmo here. He's talking to a guy who knows knows what the score is, and so he did what he could. He made you know he 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 was as thuggish as he could get away with.
1: Okay, I think I think he did. I think he did. And and we know this guy will get away with. He's As broken he thought he could get, away with, le- get away with legally. And remember, Giuliani was on that conversation and Giuliani knows what the law is. And he was very careful not to, to try not to break the law. OK, well, Giuliani so may have think, been.
0: Look, Trump has broken. Law. But he was he's on broken, the conversation. Mickey. he's broken tax I'm laws. I'm not saying
1: Trump hasn't broken the law. I'm not saying Trump is a good guy. What are you saying? saying? What are you in saying? This, in, in this, he did not. He set out to subvert the Constitution as much as he could get away with legally, and the question is, did he go over the line? And we lawyers like the split hairs, and it matters where the line is, and did he go uh, over it? That's I think not, there's some cases where he may have gone over the line, but this is not one of them. That's a great
0: argument for you to have. It's not what I'm talking about. You're you're saying that in in this, you're saying that uh, he the the where he drew the line in trying to subvert the republic was he wouldn't break the law, and I'm saying no. Where he drew the line was in not wanting to be caught breaking the law. If he had thought that Brath, Raz, and uh, whatever his name is, wasn't recording, that he was sure he wasn't recording the call, he thought he was the kind of guy who would have folded, he would have done what he apparently did with Stormy Daniels, which is uh, make physical threats.
1: He, he uh, totally people, would have. People, this guy's completely a- People who obey the law, because they are law abiding and people who obey the law because they don't want to be caught breaking the law that's the same behavior it's the same line we have no way of distinguishing the two cases i don't see why this argument is important i mean uh, the question is does she have the does let does this prosecutor in atlanta have the goods on trump and i don't well, think she does again jack, that's not what i'm arguing that's not what i'm arguing i'm not let me arguing go. about that okay well that's what i was arguing Le, jack smith uh, you know I, when i was thinking about jack smith okay I think he has a stronger case because, you know, first, his case is narrowly focused. It's not a broad conspiracy. I don't know if that's good or bad, but he only has four counts and, you know, and he's only directed at Trump. Uh, uh, If he could show that, you know, here's a classic example of the difference between the two prosecutions. Jack Smith goes out of his way to say that these fake electors did nothing wrong. They were told that they were only contingent electors if they won the lawsuit. But the problem was that Trump took these lists and turned them into something else, in some sort of alchemy, and gave them to Pence and said, "These are the real electors." Okay, Willis in Atlanta indicts all those people and is going to throw them in jail. The people that Jack Smith went out of his way to say were innocent. Okay, that's Mm -hmm. the difference between these two prosecutions. The if Smith could show that somehow Trump, uh, you know, presented these these electors as the real electors in some sort of Way that creates a clear line he shouldn't have crossed, That'd be that'd be okay if Trump had said, "I know these are fake electors. You know, you have to give it to these. I I know these electors are. You know, should go to Biden, but give them to me. That would be illegal." If the ti- if you have the timing of his call right, and he said, "Go, Mike Pence is a bad guy because he intended them to go kill Mike Pence to obstruct this proceeding." that would be probably i could see that that was over the line okay uh, so he's going to have a trial we're going to see the what i've seen of the timing of that call it's very ambiguous whether it was before or after uh, he knew that people were in the building You
0: mean the tweet or the uh, call
1: the 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 tweet sorry the
0: tweet um, yeah well, i don't think it matters Mike. Uh, so so we'll i don't think it, i don't think it matters whether he wanted to get mike pence killed I think it matters whether they wanted to create enough ruckus to obstruct the congressional proceeding and 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 in that sense, it doesn't really matter as much whether they were in the building or trying to break into it. If he wanted to rile them up and and he thought there was a proceeding going on in the building that he wanted to impede, then you know, it seems to me he got a pretty strong case but yeah,
1: that, but that's just harder that's a' just a harder case to make than if they're running down the hall. Uh, and he says, go to Mike Pence's office. He's a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> well, he, uh, he knew. Yeah, so uh, it, I think he knew that. Uh, it's just a hard occasion. He was to watching
0: cable TV, which was showing them in the building, as I recall. But anyway, we've, we've argued about that. Look, I don't even, I mean, as for this indictment, I don't know, beats me. I, I yield to you on all legal issues related to it. I didn't bother to no, even read the stories. We got so many indictments floating around. Um, you know, it's like at I this s- point, I don't think it matters politically much if you throw another indictment on
1: and uh legally well, who knows it, it sort of becomes overkill and uh, it certainly helped Trump uh you know in the in the primary and the he's the new Trump angle which is which which is innovative is you have to vote for Trump because it's the only way to keep this wonderful man out of jail okay that's explicit uh pitch that's being made to trump's base is vote for trump not because you want it to be president because otherwise biden's going to throw him in jail okay and if he's president they can't do that somehow because he'll put off the trial or call off the trial or pardon himself or do something uh so um uh that's um a, a negative effect of of you know of this plethora of of cases against him mm-hmm. uh, it would be much better if they narrowed it to one and did it before the election i agree um it's a mess but it'd be better Uh, even it'd be better if they didn't do any of them and just focused on what a bad guy trump is so is there a republican debate this week public debate next week on the 23rd i believe that's wednesday maybe uh that's a mere five days away uh so that's this coming week so uh, trump we think is not going to show up well we don't know for sure this morning maggie haberman reported that trump has decided not to show up
0: but Uh. nobody
1: thought he was really going to show up anyway He's going to have. He has an interview with Tucker Carlson to compete with the debate on the theory that this will bigfoot the debate and nobody will watch the debate. Everybody wants to watch him and Tucker Carlson. I'm not so sure about that. But um, uh, anyway, the, 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 the other big news, the 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 other news that happened is uh, well, first, DeSantis hired the the most famous Democratic debate coach to prep him. Uh, second, who is that? Uh, you know. Some, I think his name is O'Donnell. I don't know. It's a political article about him. Uh, the second uh, the uh, second thing is, you know, he has this super PAC, okay? He has stupidly put all his money in this super PAC that's controlled by this guy who is the former cruise advisor. You know how that, well, that turned out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this cruise guy is spending all his money and he doesn't really control it. And the way, and they they can't coordinate, okay, in private, okay? So, you know, Jeff Rowe could give a big speech saying, Jeff Rowe, the super pet guy, saying, this is what DeSantis should do in the debate. And DeSantis could listen to the speech and do, take orders from Jeff Rowe if he wanted. But then that would tip off all the other campaigns to so what DeSantis was going to do. So uh, they try to do it secretly by posting it in tiny, fine print on the back pages of their websites. Oh, I wondered. And so, and so Rowe did this. And... Somebody found it. Okay, not that hard to find. His enemy, the the opponents, found it. So now everybody knows what the instructions were, and the instructions were pretty hack. Okay, the instructions were. Um, wow, you know, Look uh, at the camera. No, there was. It was. Uh, it was uh, you know, re- restate your positive visions at least three times. Okay, when Christie attacks Trump, defend Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, hammer, hammer Vivek. Ramaswamy, who's rising in New Hampshire, yeah. uh, take a sledgehammer to him, and it suggested calling him Vivek the Fake or Fake Vivek. There's that a creative that,
0: that, that doesn't quite rhyme. That doesn't quite rhyme. Trump would do it, better. Yeah,
1: I think. I think. I think he should say you should pr- perform a Vivek section on him. How about that? That
0: would be good. Or
1: just do um, like go, the, the debate go all- would be called.
0: Go street brawler on him and say I'm going to vivo section your ass. Just say that on TV.
1: That's the Vex section.
0: The anyway, Vex section um, your
1: ass. yes. Uh, the uh, and and, and um, he. This is uh, he. He also went on Ann Coulter's show and did an interview with her. Who did? And of course, who did? DeSantis. DeSantis. Okay. It's only audio, unfortunately, but it's on her website. Mm-hmm. And her point is, she should not take any of these idiots' advice and just focus on crime, immigration, and his success at, at COVID. And uh, I think that's better advice. I mean, you know, he, he's good. He's appealing when he talks about policy like the policy nerd that he is. Uh, he's not appealing uh, sort of in other contexts when he's doing all these holster things that are, uh, you know, that that the, the uh, his handlers recommend mm. that are seemingly sort of insincere. Uh, a good example is on immigration. Okay, he he has a very strong position on immigration. He's for remain in Mexico, building the wall, e verify all the all the tough things he's for. But then uh-huh. he has to add, and we're going to declare war on the cartels. And if they keep bringing fentanyl into America, we're going to lay them out. Okay, and that's sort of something that uh, you would you would a little Duterte is, you know, poll- if you
0: ask me, right? Does he mean by lay them out? He mean didn't. Didn't DeSantis get into? Did he? Is that the is that the case where it sounds like he just wants to gun them down without trial or even apprehension?
1: Well, this was he, a, re, a, a a reprise of that. This, I, yeah, yeah. Know, this was him he adding it because he obviously thinks that's what will appeal to people. Somebody has told him that's what right. will appeal to people. Not did very well. Not to, the not that will actually close down the border, but starting a war with Mexico. Yeah, I just think that's idiotic. He should, you know, he should be I a have, nerd. He should do actually actually say the right thing. I have two questions about him, uh, and you're in
0: position to answer both. One is, does he sleep in that blue vest? All of a sudden, I don't see a picture of him without that, that blue vest on. Okay, that's the first question. The second question is, don't you think you should give up on him? You've been talking about him every week for the last decade or so. He's oh, He does only worse and worse. I just looked at a poll where like, Chris Christie's at 9%, Vivek is at 9%, and DeSantis is in that neighborhood. I mean,
1: Mickey- well, the- Mickey, he, give up. He, he has been doing well in the polls, but... He, uh, oh, except for that, uh, he's got a great he, shot. Dan, Dan Balls Dan Balls wrote a very good article, and he's the dean of the Washington Press Corps, Bob. Uh, wrote a very good article in the Post saying, basically saying, you know, the people in Iowa are for Trump, but they actually really like DeSantis, and he's head and shoulders in terms of his performance above the rest of the pack. Uh-huh. So... Uh, uh, yes, we shouldn't write him off and take him. Se- we should take him seriously. He's been a successful governor of one of the largest states in the union in time of crisis. He got votes from all over the place. Uh, so, of course, you should take him seriously. Mickey, no, he got th- votes, from, he the got the votes from Democrats and a lot of votes from Republicans.
0: The, three, the theoretical argument for DeSantis is just of increasingly little interest to me as it becomes clearer that it's not working. It's not working. You, you can say whatever you want about him. It's like they're not into you, Ron.
1: At this point, you would say Gary Hart wasn't working either. I mean, it all depends what happens after oh, the. Oh, yeah. But New then we have the Hampshire Hart presidency, right? I mean,
0: <laughs> what are you talking
1: about? Well, we, we almost, just because he didn't know what, what that Wendy's hamburger commercial was. Uh, he, uh, I think we wasn't almost had more, the Hart uh, presidency. Wasn't it Donna he, Rice he won, that got him in? He, no, he's, no that was the next time he ran. He's <laughs> oh. he, in In 84, he swept. New Hampshire in a landslide okay. upset. Okay, he, he, the wildfire spread to a whole bunch of other states, and Mondale only stopped him later by saying, Where's the beef? And oh, in yeah. a debate. And and, and that's a was a of was reference the key to a commercial. Turn it, turned it around current. to a Wendy's commercial. Right. Yeah. So, so uh, can I, and then he started fumbling and he, he wound up wound up losing.
0: Here's a question. Mondale. How much note should we Here. take of the fact that Christie did do well in this poll? Because here's the thing about Christie. On the one hand, he is the antichrist. He's a total thug. That that Fort Lee thing, I think, speaks directly to his actual nature. A, B. I was reminded the other day when he did a foreign policy riff. He is a hardcore neocon. He's like the most dangerous guy, foreign policy wise, probably running on on either ticket. There's just not a war he wouldn't get us into. But the, all know. that said, all that said, whenever I see him. I think, why doesn't he do better? He comes off as authentic. He's, he's clever. He's smart. He's got that regular guy thing down. He, he, you know, he's, you really are convinced he's leveling with you. None of that phony politician bullshit. This is the real thing. So why does A, why hasn't he done better? And B, is he now actually finally catching fire?
1: Well, the real thing is that a beast egomaniac, remember his, remember his, I've, I've talked about this, his, his uh, you know, big speech at the convention, which was supposed to introduce Romney, his keynote, it was all about Chris Christie and his mother and his boyhood. You barely know, you thought Chris Christie was running for president. So it was idiotic. Uh, he And that will come out eventually. He's good when he's attacking Trump. There is a possibility that he becomes the vehicle for anti-Trump votes. I mean, somebody yeah. is going to become that vehicle. I thought it was to Sanders. It could be. You Know it, but it could be Christy in New Hampshire. Could be, could be. Uh, he's not doing well in Iowa, and you know, the nah, he's the a little too traditional jersey. Thinking, sorry, he's a little too jersey for Iowa, I think. Everybody, yeah, too you, you know, you give that either. guy you're, a corn dog,
0: and it's like, get serious, man.
1: No, he can he eat a, know a corn dog. dog eat anything. anything? met one on the street. What you'll eat a corn dog, and he'll eat your hand. You'll eat anything. But have you seen the guy? He said <laughs> he's, he's, he's had that stomach surgery, okay. Yeah, didn't work. Okay, he's he's transcended the stomach surgery. Anyway, um, uh, traditionally, if you do badly in Iowa, then that sort of drags you down in New Hampshire a couple of weeks later. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that necessarily applies anymore. Uh, hey, he could do well. I agree. I I don't want him to be president because, you know, he he's made some crucial bad decisions and he's an infantile egomaniac.
0: Okay. I mean, yeah, okay. I mean the,
1: bad, the crucial bad decision he made was voting for immigration amnesty to his uh, cat's paw senator in uh, in the Bush administration.
0: Okay, but enough about who was a threat to Trump. Let's talk about who was a threat to Biden. How do we get Biden off of this ticket? Uh, I, here's my latest. This is just strictly like game theoretical, okay? Now, first of all, as we said last week, we got this Dean Phillips guy, who this representative, Democratic re- representative from Minnesota Who's saying, well, I'm not gonna run myself, but I could run and somebody should run. He is supposedly trying to talk like Gretchen Whitmer into running or something. But anyway, here's my thinking: like, no Democrat wants no, no Democrat with a chance to win wants to be the one who stood up and said, I'm challenged, stands up and says, I'm challenging Correct. Biden, right? Nobody wants to do that. Right. So here's what you Correct. do: you have a secret agreement, it's almost like a conspiracy, except it's legal. You get three people. Kind of prominent, Greg uh, Whitmer of that. and and a couple of others. And here's what they secretly agree to. Okay. This is beautiful. So, first of all, it's it ha- they emerge gradually. Okay. So they create talk. Like somebody asked them, like, would you run? And they said, Oh, look, it's Biden's thing. And they said, Well, what if other people got in the race? Would you run? And they said, Well, that's a hypothetical, but who knows? I mean, if it became an open race, who knows? So These three people are just more and more talking like they may run. And then one of them finally says, I may launch an exploratory committee. The point is, this all happened so gradually that it's not even clear which one of them did take the plunge. A and B, they agree. This is the other part of the uh, non conspiracy conspiracy. They agree that at point X in the primaries, whichever one of them has more. Uh, votes than the other two, is the one they all get behind. The other two drop out. They endorse that one. Boom! No more Biden.
1: What do you think? Uh, Biden, I think will, you can't sneak up on Biden with three prominent Democrats. I think he'll be—he's uh, on guard against that. Look, well, at, what's what he, he gonna look at what he's going to do.
0: What's he going to do?
1: He's going to say he's going to have every other Democrat in the country call them and say you're through in national politics if you go through, if you don't shut up about this.
0: How's he gonna Look enforce that? Look at what he that? did to the
1: Kennedys. The Kennedys are an independent dynasty. He got every fucking Kennedy except Bobby Jr. to denounce Bobby Jr. I mean, well, that's not a mean, very that's impressive.
0: That's not a very big ask. I mean, Bobby Jr's, you know. There were a lot of Kennedys. <laughs> I didn't even know he did that, but that's because they're there may have been he, There may have been some who didn't do it. That's because they're thinking he's gonna be the president again. Or may well be, but the less it looks like that. Well, everybody's that thinking. Easier. If I had a
1: bet, if I had a bet right now, who is our next president? I would say it would be Biden. He, right. But a, if you're one of these three you know, people engaged in this
0: conspiracy, world- you know the odds aren't that high because you're part of the conspiracy. This has got to happen, Mickey. We got to we got to get rid of uh, this guy. He's the only way it works is if
1: you get if you get the top twenty people to condemn him, that his party has revolted against him and he couldn't withstand it. Almost everyone wants this
0: to happen. Most Democratic voters say they do not want him to be the candidate. And he's the incumbent. He's their incumbent. They don't want him. Most politicians don't want him. It's just that everybody's afraid to say it. The guy is a disaster. He's not fit to be president for another five years. He's not.
1: But he's not going to make it another five years. That's my but point. I, I, I think he's I think he's fit now. And I think there are Democrats who worry, uh, you know, who do we got who can beat Trump? Uh uh, I, I think I think I think you're right. I agree with you. It, almost Biden anybody is, has he, a better chance it's than very, him. very weak.
0: You can name I'm 20 so Democrats, sure. literally name 20 Democrats who clearly have a better chance than him. And I'm gonna repeat one more time, there's two things that could come back. To uh, that, that, that two places where his stock could get lower. One is your fave, the Hunter
1: scandal, and the other is the war in Ukraine. Speaking of which, Mickey, um, the border. Wait. Well, before we go to the segue, the border is heating up again. So you know, we have Eric Adams. Okay, make uh, it three. Fine. Ha- housing migrants in Central Park and every New York landmark that's empty, and uh, you know, um, luxury hotels closing down. So. Uh, so, uh, Eric Adams can, can send immigrants to live in them. Uh, that, 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 that's, you know, media central New York and that, that's heating up and that's three. I mean, plus okay, there are
0: these global economy warning signs. People are worried about the Chinese yeah. economy having its Lehman Brothers moment. Uh, the Russian ruble is suddenly dropping. I mean, uh, and of course people assume like that's a great thing, but, but, but all these things have, uh. Unclear consequences in a global economy. The point is that there's there's a number of things that are much more likely to get worse for him than better. Hunter scandal can only get worse. Um, I think the, at right. this point, if, Ukraine. If much the economy more likely goes to get worse.
1: If, the, if the economy goes south. It's not. I don't see how. I mean, Gavin Newsom might have trouble saying, "Oh, that was just Joe Biden's economy. My economy is going to be much better." Right. I think it's probably going to be the Democrats' economy. Uh, the well anyway go
0: ahead uh the incumbent has is tied more directly to all this stuff i think now yeah Yeah. and and, you know one consequence of the ukrainian offensive now more or less officially having failed i mean even the u.s government is kind of leaking its assessment i say i
1: haven't given up given up on Desantis, and i haven't given up on the ukrainian offensive
0: well i would say they they have about the same (laughs) likelihood of uh So, anyway, and you know, one consequence of that, remember, the hope had been uh, I mean, as a political matter, Ukraine makes great gains in this offensive, and then they're in a strong bargaining position. You get a ceasefire, there's not a war going on when the election happens. That had been one plausible plan. Now, the offensive has apparently failed. And of course, you could, in theory, still strong arm Ukraine into accepting a ceasefire but a it wouldn't look quite as good but b apparently it's not going to happen i mean uh everyone's talking like wait where's this line from the wall street journal uh quote military strategists and policymakers across the west are already starting to think about next year's spring offensive oh good (laughs) you know more uh lower and middle income ukrainian males uh who lose either their lives or their limbs i mean that's that's all that's going on here. It, it's conceivable Russia could fold, but remember, if they both if they both do another mobilization, Ukraine is already running out of people. Russia nowhere near it, and Russia's you know eco- Russia is on a wartime footing. There was a story this week about how you know they're they're starting to crank out the drones, um, and, and 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 Ukraine has Where- been taking. Big losses just this week. They, they what, what's happening in the Battlefield now is they are apparently making this, well, I think, final effort to break through something that can be called a serious like defensive line, which they haven't done yet. It's in the uh, Robotna area, um but they, you know, either Russia has gotten a lot better at circulating wartime videos in Ukraine. And that certainly isn't the way it used to be, or Ukraine's losing a lot more armor. And there was a, uh, along another front, there was this uh, medium-sized village, um, Staramayorska or something. Um, And uh, according to the build, this German uh, periodical, um, you know, Ukraine took it, finally, but they lost uh, 31 armored vehicles, including 23 armored personnel carriers that came from NATO countries. I mean, you just can't be taking these kinds of losses on a per- village basis and get very much further than you already are. So um, but we're sending
1: them F-16s, Bob. Well, that's that
0: is definitely the new meme. Right. From the blob is what happened is we failed to give them the weapons they needed. Well, we gave them a lot of weapons uh, and. You can always, of course, more is always better. But, uh, and and yes, some of these are qualitatively different kind of weapons. But remember, this was not even close. I mean, you know, if you, uh, everyone expected better. Some people are trying to act as if, well, they sounded the cautionary notes. Michael Kaufman's doing a little of that. The fact is, Michael Kaufman said, uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. As the offensive approach." he said, I'm getting more optimistic. He said i think they'll definitely break through one of the main defensive lines and the question is whether we we'll get through the next one you know what has happened is way worse than almost anybody thought
1: but, uh, isn't anybody arguing that the f-16s will now turn the tide a bit
0: oh sure and, and, and in other words and, and it's, it's not long, over and, and they're going to have
1: x-16s now and it, they'll use the f-16s and something good will happen
0: and the attack which, you know, extend the range of long range missiles by 30 miles or something and so on. There's actually a, there's actually a weapon called the ATACM? Well, the acronym as it happens is like <laughs> A-T-A-C-M or something. But the, um, uh, you know, look, in principle, but, but uh, and, and, you know, I got to say one thing that I think, if you want to blame the U.S. really uh, for something, when you think about it, one edge Ukraine, should have had going into this, given the fact that we are like the world's tech leader, they should have had better drones. There should have been this kind of magic drone or something, right? I mean, like, remember the uh, the Switchblade drones? Like, if they performed as advertised, I think they would be very effective. Apparently, I don't know. I, I don't think they're making them anymore. But But the point is, you would really expect that we would have had that nailed. And I suspect if you ask why didn't we have something that was qualitatively better than what they had and something that you can mass produce pretty readily, I think I would, I I suspect that the way the military industrial complex works is, you know, the way they get the big bucks is they sell the Pentagon on these huge weapon systems, right? They want to sell them the next fighter plane. They want to sell them the next this, the next that. And uh, something relatively simple, like you know, a really cheap but effective drone is just not the kind of thing we're good at. And now uh, but, Russia's got these lancets that are apparently really good, and, and some other drones. So. Well, I
1: well, I don't understand. It. I don't understand why Ukraine didn't send swarms and swarms of hundreds of drones attacking the Kremlin.
0: Well, I mean, you got to get did, them through it Russian like airspace. They, they said, it's a long said, way. But
1: they sent one or two, and hmm. half of them get shot down, and. Uh, I mean, they're doing what you remember. It has to be that they don't want to be too effective because then they're, the problem with this war is you don't want to win too big because then Putin goes nuclear. So my alarm just went you're, off. You're I, you, of, I
0: don't think that's a big fear on the Ukrainians' mind. I think they're all for escalation because that brings NATO. The big in and fear and will hope. we give them hundreds of drones? Well, you got to remember once they hit the I mean, it's a long way to Moscow. First of all. You know, drones aren't like supersonic, you know, they're just kind of buzzing along in a lazy way. And Russia's got all these air defenses. And once they got hit once, they beefed up the air defenses. Um, uh, But they're doing what they, they can do. And uh, let's see, is there any good news? Oh, I you want good news? Here, I'll well, play you. This is, uh, now that was the alarm. So we got to go quickly, but I'll play you. This comes from Tommy Vitor. He does this podcast with... Uh, Ben Rhodes, formerly the Obama administration.
1: Yeah. He's a member of the blob, right? Well, they think they're not
0: because Ben Rhodes coined the term the blob. Uh, And and, and I think people think they're not, but the short answer to your question is yes. And I'm going to give you an example of why, Mickey. So this is Tommy uh, Vitor, on their
1: podcast, a hodgepodge updates from of Russia and Ukraine. So, uh, military experts now believe that Ukrainian troops involved in the counteroffensive are making what they're describing as tactically significant progress. That translates to about like ten or twelve miles of territorial gains,
0: but ones that are forcing the Russians to redeploy. From okay, place. so you know who those military experts are who said there are quote tactically significant gains.
1: Um. Uh, I bet is you can guess. The, think Institute about for the Study of War.
0: You got it. The you got it. Prestigious Institute for the Study of War. The prestigious neocon propaganda front. Now you'd think if you're actually Maybe, not a member people of the blob, you with
1: the last name
0: of Kagan, you'd know a neocon propaganda front when you saw one. But the funny thing is, the Institute for the Study of War, you know, neocon through and through, funded by the arms industry, uh, it, which has managed to make itself what. All of the mainstream media in the U.S. considers an indispensable source of information. They did an amazing job of getting this meme out there. I mean, the Associated Press did a story whose lead was like tactically significant games, blah, blah, blah. And well,
1: what's, the, what's the point if it's obvious bullshit? And, it's just, and now everybody's well, that's re- what I'm saying. realizing it's bullshit. I, that's what I'm saying. It
0: did Why do people continue to take this seriously. like Tommy Vitor, I don't even know if he knows when he quoted that ten to twelve miles number. I don't know if he realizes that's for the whole offensive. That's not a newsflash. That's like the last week was like uh, five hundred yards.
1: Okay, and how how does yeah how does this hurt Biden?
0: I didn't say it hurts Biden. The, I just, I just yes, your I whole just segue. Said, was, speaking was, of the your blob. whole
1: segue was that this is one of the things that could, along with uh, the economy crashing, and uh Hunter Biden could could. Could really damage Biden's chances. Oh yeah, was Ukraine? No, the
0: point is uh, you know, to get back. I don't think to Americans that. care I mean, about Ukraine the, winning;
1: they don't care about Ukraine losing.
0: The point they of that, care. the point of what I just said, was that even the people who think they're not part of the blob uh, apparently don't even understand what the Institute for the Study of War is, which is mind blowing. But, right, but, but but the Biden I'm point, going back to your original. The point. Biden point is, there had been hope. You do this offensive, it works pretty well. You get peace with Russia. You get at least a ceasefire that lasts a year. That was the plan. And now that it's failed, Biden in principle could still pursue a ceasefire, but given the vibes coming out of DC, no, no. Now the official line is, our failure was to give them enough weapons. We're gonna give them more weapons and then there will be a spring offensive. Now it's possible, again, there could be some miracle weapon that shows up or something. It could be that, I mean, lots of things could happen. Uh, the, the, the regime could implode, the lines could break, lots of things could happen. But it seems to me the most likely thing is that a year from now, this is gonna be a bigger mess than ever. There's gonna be little if any gains to show in the way of Ukraine, a lot more dead Ukrainians and a lot more American money having been spent. And I'm just saying all that makes Biden more vulnerable, not less. And, right. and three months ago, they were deal. hoping for a different scenario. A successful offensive might have had different political consequences.
1: Right, but I just don't think the political consequences. I agree that if he could, if he could say, "I brought peace to Ukraine on honorable terms," uh, that would be a big plus. But absent that, I just don't think uh, what's going to happen is going to be a huge negative. The here's here's what I think might happen, which is he, he's going for this big new trench of money for Ukraine he's holding all sorts of other stuff hostage in it like border money and things like that and and uh and disaster money so he'll get but but the tide is shifting against spending more in ukraine pretty quickly uh people are getting sick of it so he gets less than he wants he sends you know a few you know 15 billion to ukraine uh they don't make any breakthroughs but so the war just settles into a stalemate you could have a stalemate where 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 very few people are killed if neither side attacks if they just both sit there. Um if they that both wouldn't be such a bad outcome. But it's
0: a stalemate, yeah, like uh during parts of World War 1. That that can happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would be my guess. So so that's not that's not that damaging. We just forget it there's they are in a stalemate. Forget those guys.
0: Well, yeah, I just think Biden was hoping for what would Think about been- electric
1: vehicles and all the wonderful things Biden is bringing to us.
0: There is that, you know, uh, yeah, there is that. Um, so anyway, that was the alarm, which means we got to head to the uh, parrot room. Okay, um, okay, well. So uh, I'm gonna talk about, in the parrot room, these uh, war games ab- uh, about uh, war with China over Taiwan. They were actually conducted a few months ago, but uh, I'm gonna talk about them now. Um, do the, we, uh, we lose as we usually do? It's complicated. Uh, no I, okay. I would say okay. on balance it's it's alarming uh, the story is I mean supposedly right. you know the ones they do that the Pentagon does are confidential but there was a quote from some guy some time ago who was privy to them uh, who said something like you know no matter how many times we do this we keep getting our asses handed to us
1: um, there is a, the point that I think Jim Fallows made or somebody if you're China you, you, and you have this big army you've built up, uh, you know, but they're untested in battle. You don't have the first test in battle be the invasion of Taiwan, because <laughs> they're going to be inevitable fuck-ups. And if they fuck up in the invasion of Taiwan, you have lost your main objective. You want to start a bunch of small wars with neighboring countries where you figure out what works and what doesn't, then you invade Taiwan.
0: Unfortunately, most of the neighboring countries... <laughs> Are 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 well. Some of them are actual formal, ally, formal allies of the U.S. But um, on the other hand, the U.S. Uh, hasn't fought a war like this would be in in quite some time either. Um. So anyway, Sam Bankman-Fried back in jail. Uh, I don't know. Did that happen a week ago or whatever? But we haven't talked about it. He's back in jail. Right. Uh, your claim that uh, twenty million dollars of Ukrainian money was funneled to Hunter's family has. Has fall, uh, come under question. May have may have been only seven million. So so you know, hey, what's Name. the big deal? It's just seven. No, million.
1: seven million. Yeah, seven twenty. Um, no, I agree. We don't. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about that. Um, uh, and um, we there, there's a whole bunch of hunter stuff that happened. Not nothing earth shaking, but there are like four or five little things that happened, uh-huh. including Joe Biden's use of a pseudonym to communicate with him. Uh, and mm-hmm. not even a creative pseudonym like,
0: or
1: big guy, it wasn't big guy. Was I think it? it was Robert Peters, Robert, big guy, Peters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was his Twitter handle. Uh, there's, a uh, um, there's the, uh, Jew face scandal involving the biopic of Leonard Bernstein. Always mm-hmm. fun. That's J E W. Uh, I made a reference to that in the opening, but you obviously didn't get it. I totally so, didn't. I'm, I, said that, I of, said that Judge Hoffman did not look like Bradley Cooper in in uh in this Leonard Bernstein uh, bio. I've been
0: this week has been tough for me. I've been kind of out of it. Normally, as you know, I'm completely on top of all
1: developments. It's been cultural tough for me and too. political. Um there's a there's a new populist anthem that's sweeping America. Mm. There's. Uh, try that in a small
0: town. Uh,
1: no, newer newer than that. No, it's newer than that. Uh, there's. Uh, 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 if you're really good, Bob, the parrot may try to sing it. Uh, Brady, there's a guy named Brady Westwater who's a colorful LA character who passed away. I have a few things to say about him. There's uh We had talked briefly about EVs. There's a very depressing pieces about what the future progress of EVs is gonna be like. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of other things. Bad, bad news for Romney, bad news for Cruz. Should we have voted for Perot? Uh, San Diego has a uh, an interesting and apparently successful anti-homeless policy. Backed by what former UCLA and NBA star? I'll let you guess that.
0: Kareem uh, Abdul-Jabbar.
1: No, but you mm-hmm. only got two more choices, and you'll get it. Um, Wait, UCLA uh, and uh, shit. Oh, well, let's get that in the parrot room, Bob. Um, uh, and uh, news about Twitter and threads. Uh, great Bill anecdote Walton? from Marty Paris's book. Bill Walton? Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, and, activist, you, and, you,
0: and you choosing to go... Well, I'm, I'll say this for the parrot room. You're, you're, you know, you're partying, your partying plans are really subject to uh, scrutiny, I think. Let me just say I,
1: that. Leon Wieseltier has a, apparently there's a phrase in Yiddish, he dances at all the weddings. Uh-huh. And that's For you. like a guy who just goes to every party. That's me. That's you. Well,
0: let me just tell you what my principle is, guilty. Mickey. I would never go to a book party for someone
1: who didn't mention me in the book. Okay. Did so you do mention you? are two nice sentences about you in the book. In whose book? That's two more that. That's two more than are about me. In Marty's
0: book. Yes. Oh shit! I'm there. Fuck! I already RSVP'd. Now, no, I'm there. I've now.
1: I've now. everything! Read it. I'm
0: flying in <laughs> from an exotic island.
1: It's. It's a lot of fun. You should read it. it I thought you told. Me, as, I thought you told me I wasn't in it. You're not in the index. You're in the book. are no, the, in the index me in the index. Those fuck. No. And now you're not going. Okay. Uh there's a great anecdote in it, which I will spoil for everybody by telling it in the paradigm. Uh I and gotta find a way to get the party. Do we Do we have anything to say about the election result in Argentina? You may. It's not the final result yet, but I don't you think I, I have nothing to say. Uh,
0: one more thing. I'm gonna um, talk I'm gonna talk about AI, including an, an important piece about AI in, in foreign affairs. By Ian Brimmer and Mustafa Suleiman. Uh, Do you know who Mustafa okay. Suleiman is? If Hello. you're so if you're so conversant in everything, Mickey. No, you don't.
1: No, you don't. Uh, in fact, I didn't even. I was so busy preparing the parrot, I didn't even hear what your entire last paragraph was.
0: Anyway, he's he's. Well, uh, I'll hear it again in the parrot room.
1: You'll hear it. You'll hear it. Okay. So, um, who is Mustafa Soleiman? I'm, uh, I'm he, he
0: was a co founder of DeepMind, which is now Google's big uh, uh, Google bought it. Now it's where Google's AI action is. And he's uh now CEO of this Inflection, which is one of the biggest uh AI startups. Um, but anyway, the piece in foreign affairs is what I want to mention, which I also write about in uh, today's non zero newsletter. Which people, can and you have a,
1: about. and your, your next book is going to be about that, right?
0: AI, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. That's a fluid situation. Very
1: fluid. Okay. I was on Tether hooks. Okay. Um, all righty. So we'll uh, see. Uh, Patreon. I
0: mean, uh, Parrotroom.com slash Patreon is where you'll hear all of this and yeah. more. I've been selling
1: my soul. I've been selling my soul. There you are. And And more of that, too. You'll, possibly. you'll find out what that's all about.